plans, the goal is for you to sexualize me. The goal yeah. is for you to want to spend money on how sexy I look or how sexy I feel. Um, but It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, but otherwise, how are you doing? All good here in, well, it's not so sunny right now, but in Ghana. Hectic. Um, so, yeah, I just, I needed, a, I needed a change. So I decided to switch things up again because most of my work is done online and yeah. I really use it. So, is it? yeah. Yeah. And how is it there? Like, I know, like, there's this general consensus that, like, South Africans are very uncomfortable when it comes to like moving to other like African countries uh, permanently. So how's like your experience so far? Well, you know, um, I think it kind of helps because I'm half Ghanaian. So yeah. I actually have family here. Okay. Um, but generally, you know, South Africans are a little uh, narrow minded with regards to exploring uh, other cultures. Yeah. Um, and uh, I found it to be such a delight. Like, and it's not the first time I've lived outside of South Africa. And every time I have, it's yeah. just been, so, everyone's been so welcoming and just, you know, so hospitable. Yeah. So um, I highly, highly 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm yet to even like, I'm always like, that's so like weird. Like I'm African, but I haven't been to another African country, which is strange. So it's something I'm definitely like exploring because, you know, I don't think that's a good thing, you know? to be in like, your continent and not like kind of explore it. Yeah. 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 So Lindy, tell me um, your career, right? Your sexual wellness career. Like how did you like get interested or where did your, your desire come from to kind of like pursue this kind of career? Um, so how it started off, um, it started off as a body positivity movement, if I'm being quite honest. Um, mm -hmm. I, started I didn't really initially like the way my body was I felt very um thin and I felt like I looked like a 12 year old boy <laughs> and um one day I just started exercising as a way of dealing with a breakup um, yeah, yeah. And, um I started and the the people that I was exercising with were like, yeah, you're going to see a change in your body. And I'm like, listen, I'm a sportswoman. I, yeah. I, there's no way you're going to change the shape of my body. Until yeah. they actually did, I started seeing, you know, little, very little curves, but I wanted to prove them wrong. So I yeah. started documenting my journey and taking nudes, and I would call them progress nudes. Every day yeah. I would take a picture, and I actually started to see the difference because it's so much easier to see your body change and transform when you're not wearing clothes because I yeah. could wear the same thing, and three weeks later I could be different shape and it will look different on me. So yeah. I wanted to see it quite raw um, and as authentic as possible, so I decided to take pictures naked. And one yeah. day, I am a rebel at heart. Um, one day, <laughs> I posted one of them on Twitter, and I—it was just a silhouette. People could like couldn't really see it was me, and yeah. I got so many compliments and so many people saying, "Who's the model? This picture's beautiful." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know, the things that like compliments do for you they definitely boost your self-esteem yeah, and the more yeah. I put it out there the more I realized actually I'm not the only one who feels the same way and because I was able to make myself feel that vulnerable a whole bunch of people decided to come into my dms and ask if they could send me their nudes and it wasn't only women it was also men and you know yeah. all all we really want is just for someone to tell you that you look good for someone yeah, to notice yeah. something about you you know that you wouldn't necessarily have noticed about yourself and i would go as far as you know looking for something very peculiar or very abstract to compliment them on so i would yeah. say oh my gosh your porcelain skin looks so amazing against your dark areola and you're yeah. like what just a nipple you know <laughs> yeah someone who didn't necessarily like the skin, her skin tone 
completely changed her perception of the way she viewed herself. And yeah. I realized, okay, you know, there's people out there who just need a bit of a confidence boost. So I started pushing the envelope, going against the status quo, posting a lot more. And in that, I also realized that I was quite um, vocal in talking about my own personal experiences from a yeah. sexual perspective. And as a result, a lot more people, again, started coming to me with their questions and saying, hey, I'd like to do this with my boyfriend, but he's just, no, you know, he's not necessarily keen. How do I ask him? How do I convince him? And I realized, actually, there's quite a need for people who don't actually have the resources for particular yeah. information. And not only that, I was facing so much in my adult life that I was just like, I've been to private schools my whole life. I feel like I've had top-notch education. Why is yeah. there a gap? Why is it that I still don't have the answers? And if I don't have the answers, then it probably means that majority of the South Africans don't have the answers too. So yeah. I was like, how do I start to bridge this gap? And that's when I came up with my YouTube channel. Um, and I figured I wanted to talk about things with, that were some somewhat deemed taboo and stigmatized yeah. um but give it from an experiential point of view but also um, an informative educational point of view so i yeah. used my international relations degree and i studied and studied and studied using the skills that i um, acquired from that degree which was research and yeah. i researched on topics that were of interest to me and others and yeah. then relate the information back and that obviously opened up a complete new door because then I had couples coming to me. I had people who were older than me wanting actual yeah. you know, medical advice. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm not a medical practitioner. How do I even you know, give yeah. myself the credibility that is required to assist these people? And then I did my coaching course. I graduated yeah. last year. Um, and from there, obviously, my focus was sexual wellness because I really believe that sex is not just physical. It is emotional, psychological, definitely mental. And um, I realized that a lot of people wanted to learn more. Um, not only that, they wanted help. So mm. that's kind of how I became a sexual wellness coach. I was obviously practicing before I got the certification, but yeah. I needed that credibility that would give me a bit of a push so that when I create this brand, which is Lindy R. And when I go to government and, you know, government institutions and NGOs and people that I really want to work with when it comes to schools and educating people from the grassroots, I yeah. needed to I needed to be a big brand. I needed for them to know, okay, this is someone that people already look to. And that's yeah. how I got here. <laughs> yeah. Now that's really interesting. And do you think like, obviously you touched on body positivity, right? Um, do you think that you actually like going through your own journey and like kind of navigating through like your insecurities and stuff made it like more organic when you started 100%. like communicating with people and giving them advice, like based on personal experience? 100%. And that's not only with the body positivity. Like I said, everything on my YouTube channel is experiential. I don't speak on something I haven't necessarily experienced in some form. So yeah. I, I give that authenticity um, and that's where the relatability comes in. And I feel like that's where people are more drawn to speaking to me than they would be a health practitioner or because the information is on the Internet. It's all yeah, there. Yeah disposal but it's also the way it's packaged the way it's yeah. presented and um the reference at which it comes from so when i give my examples i say hey this is what happened to me when i had a threesome you know yeah. and people are like whoa okay well you must be speaking you know about what you really know because it's something that you've experienced so yeah, yeah. authenticity and that even goes with my only fans you know when i post things on only fans i'm not giving you a different person what you yeah, see yeah. is a different part of Lindy R. And yeah. um, I think people actually like are drawn to that and relate to that from a perspective of sometimes you know it's fake, you know, sometimes you yeah, know yeah, people yeah. are putting it on. But if you are able to see me on all social media platforms and there's not really much of a difference, it's just a different aspect of who I am, then you're more inclined to believe it and to enjoy it because it yeah, feels more yeah. it feels like I'm the girl next door as opposed to this abstract you know person that's just so far-fetched to reach so yeah. um definitely authenticity plays a very big role in everything that i do yeah yeah now that's interesting what are the common things that people actually like approach you about because obviously 
um, we are like exposed to a lot of nudity. People are more comfortable with naked bodies, you know, in our generation. Um, but there's still a bit of a question mark around like actually having conversations around sex. So like, what are the common things that people actually come to you to seek advice about? Sure. Um, it depends. Couples come to me a lot, mostly to kind of, um, understand how to communicate with one another in order to enhance their, their experience in the bedroom. Um, a lot of women come to me from a trauma, a sexual trauma point of view and being able to reintegrate themselves into society. Um, you know, it's not easy, uh, like being able to have sex again, once you've been sexually abused and, you know, just the psychological impact that it has. Um, men, individuals (laughs) come to me for, (laughs) they come for, Erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, um, uh, enlargement or enhancements of the penis. Um, And then women come to me from an individual point of view from uh, about, you know, um, how to reach orgasm, how to play with themselves, toys, masturbation, etc. And and then again, introducing toys into the bedroom. So I deal with a whole array of things, a different aspect. Um, I deal with, and you know what I've realized? It's so unfortunate that black people in particular who are my main target um, don't necessarily have the resources to invest in their mental well-being as much as their other counterparts. You know, yeah. you're trying to think about putting food on the table, but at the same time, you're dealing with a sexual trauma, you know, and yeah. it's not yeah. not something you can, you can choose between. Obviously, food comes first. So yeah. for me, I'm trying to, I don't necessarily always charge people, uh, yeah. depending on the gravity of the situation. For example, there was a, a gentleman who came into my DMs and he wasn't necessarily even from South Africa. And he told yeah. me that he was teaching his sister how to have sex. And at first I just took it as, oh, okay, you know, you want to inform her, but he was actually physically engaging with his very, very underage young sister and was so sure that he was doing the correct thing because he, um, because she, it's better that he was, she was learning it from him as opposed to outside. And yeah. it just goes to show that the, the problems with regards to sex and how sex is just a taboo is not only within Africa, it's not only within South Africa, it's actually yeah. all over the world. People are not being given the right information and the right resources to handle and deal and engage with others appropriately. And that's because everybody has stigmatized so much to do with sex. But the fact yeah. that someone from Honduras could come into my DMs and be like, hey, I would like some more assistance. Part of me made me realize, okay, that this is bigger than me. This is bigger than just the region I, in which I think it is. And hence yeah. why I'm a Ghana. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, South Africa is a little bit more um, progressive in the, in the sexual um, world. Uh, yeah. West Africa is very, very, um, you know, conservative. Um, yeah. Especially also the Islamic uh, community. So as a result people are still not necessarily engaging confidently, um, nor are they even seeking that information. And you've got 23, 24-year-olds who haven't necessarily had sex, but when their friends are having sex, they're saying, oh, she's so into it. When I when she closes her eyes, you just come in. And, and you're like, and they're laughing about it, but they actually don't know. It's not that they are abusers. It's that they haven't necessarily also been given the resources to know right from wrong because yeah. no one speaks on it. And these are sometimes things that you, you hear or see on television, but you don't actually have the right information to back certain things up. So yeah. I, I realized that it wasn't just within SA, but like, the amount of things that I get varies. It's it's actually quite crazy. Sometimes yeah. it's not even physical. It's more psychological, if anything. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what I deal with. Yeah, and 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 speaking on like the psychological aspect of sex, right? So obviously, um, different couples and different people like do different things and explore sex in different ways. Um, so do you ever get people that come to you and? speak to you about like what the boundaries are in terms of like the exploration of sex? Um, I get people who want to explore more than what they've already done. So not necessarily mm. that they have boundaries or limitations. It's that they want to go beyond those. Um, yeah. And 
a lot of people um, have shame attached to it, um, mm. shame attached to stigmas um, around fantasies, around sexual desire, around the porn that you would search for, and everyone yeah. keeps that to themselves. But sometimes you just want an outlet where someone understands and someone's not going to judge you and you can speak freely and engage and just be like, am I normal? Like, yeah. is it okay? me to be thinking this way um and that's that's literally what i kind of like deal with from a general perspective i always say that your fantasies and your desires are perfectly okay provided they are not harming the next person provided they are not not engaging with or to do with someone who cannot give their consent so especially somebody who is underage and if it is an animal um i really don't that animals have the have the um, autonomy to say, "Hey, I would like to get involved in this." So therefore, yeah. it's an abusive power. So if it if it doesn't fit into one of those three criteria, then there's nothing wrong with it. Like the mind is such a crazy um, world of information, and yeah. sometimes, like for example, there was an episode on Netflix, Sex Explained, that literally covers. Um, fantasies and yeah. the amount of people in the world that like group sex and you start to think okay so maybe having a threesome or the desire to have a threesome isn't so bad because yeah. you're not alone you know sometimes you just need to know that you're not alone in the in the thought process or the ways in which you think to kind of make you feel a little bit more comfortable to explore more of it and therefore also yeah. go about it the right way so it's not it's not too narrow with regards to what people ask it's generally the same thing like how do i explore this particular fantasy or am i normal for thinking this way um how do i introduce this to my partner and then we kind of work from there yeah that's interesting and um the other day i was like watching your youtube um and i saw this video where you're having a conversation with your mother right um surrounding sex and stuff like that um how did you get to that like level of comfortability? It was kind of like an eye opener, you know, because like obviously like it's very weird or people find it weird to have these conversations with their parents because it's kind of like, you know, it's something that people don't even really think about. So like how did you guys actually like develop, you know, that kind of comfort to actually be open and honest and have these kind of conversations, you know, even though it is mother and daughter? I've been very privileged to come from a, quite an open home. Uh, yeah. As much as my parents are African, their upbringing is not uh, is not within the African diaspora. So yeah. they're quite open to conversating and absolutely everything that I have ever experienced, I've gone to my parents with first because yeah. that's how we've been raised. We've been taught, okay, it's okay if you're starting to want to know about sex because rather come to us so we can give you the right information. And yeah. as a result, we've cultivated this relationship um, where we can trust one another. And I can feel like even if you might not necessarily like the way in which I'm thinking or going about something, it's something that can be open to discussion. So, yeah. for example, I am polyamorous and my mom is like, there's no way, there's no way we have raised you, given you the perfect example as to, you know, how a loving monogamous home is. And then you choose to stray in the opposite direction. How is that possible? All your siblings aren't like that. So where did we go wrong with you? And then I have to start thinking, okay, how did you go wrong? How is it that preference and the ways in which I have somewhat taken a certain direction is a reflection on you going wrong as a parent and we'll have those conversations we'll engage they they don't necessarily understand everything nor do they agree everything but the opportunity for us to engage in that conversation definitely makes it um, easier to speak on um, and it also makes it easier for from a from a perspective of support when I yeah. am talking about OnlyFans, when I was posting my nudes, you know, obviously no parent wants to know that their child is engaging in sex work. Um, yeah. Because why? We've given you all the education in the world and the resources, so why would you need to take that route? But 
they don't even know the empowerment aspect. And then I started to explain, okay, no, this is from an empowerment point of view. This is how I make people feel. This is in return the, the feedback that I get as a result of my work. And as much as they would prefer that it comes from a different perspective, they're still quite supportive in the sense that, you know, sometimes my dad will send me an article to read on how to yeah. speak to child and you know he'll say um i sent you something about sex and religion and it's not to try and like throw religion down my throat but it's also to try and you know make me not feel so bad at the fact that i'm speaking on certain topics but i'm still a christian you know i'm still yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so very very supportive and um my mom is like my best friend so yeah. I guess that kind of made things easier. But with regards to that particular episode, I I told her it was going to get a bit saucy. I told her, I said, I hope yeah. you are, you know, quite aware that my um, my followers can get a bit like buck. So she was <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, she also believes in the importance of authenticity because she's a married woman who still engages in sex with my father and enjoys yeah. it. How do you maintain that? Realistically, it comes from communication. It comes from exploration. It comes from, you know, all the yeah. all the tools you need to have a successful marriage. My parents, I believe, have it because of how open they are to exploring. So yeah. I feel like, you know, they also show the reality of what should be in a healthy environment. And they mm -hmm. understand that it's important for you to share that because, a lot of people aren't experiencing the kind of marriage that they have. They do. Yeah. They also do. Um, I get my coaching background, I guess, from my parents. My parents are both coaches. My mom's a life coach. My dad's a business coach. And they also understand the gravity in which people, even married couples, even married couples in the church, are just not engaging in healthy ways of, you know, cultivating a relationship that is successful from all aspects. So when speaking from a mother-daughter perspective, they also, they also know, okay, putting this out there will maybe encourage people, not necessarily to try and establish that relationship with their parents, but when you have your child, what is the importance of cultivating that kind of relationship with your child? As you can yeah. see, this is, how, this is how I have been um, raised and this is what has been produced. So what kind of relationship do you want with your child? How do you want your child to think? Do you want them to be open? Do you want them to come to you for? Do you want to, to be able to give them the right information? And if that is the case, then use us as an example. And I guess that's kind of just why we put our stuff out there like that. Yeah. No, that's interesting. And do you think like parents should be more open to having these conversations with their kids? Obviously you touched on in a healthy manner, obviously. You touched on um, the guy from Honduras that um, the DMG, yeah. you know, you touched on that yeah. situation. But what I mean is like in a, in a healthy, positive way, do you think they should be more open to having these conversations with their kids without being uncomfortable? 100%. I mean, I've got a rape support group with actual yeah. adults and the women are not able to tell their mothers that they have been sexually abused in some way or another because they know that it's going to come with judgment or they know that they're going to potentially be blamed. And we can't only blame the men in particular circumstances when it comes to the ways in which women view themselves. Women play a big mm -hmm. role too. So yeah. it definitely is something that um, needs to be looked at from all aspects, from all perspectives. But you need to start to have that healthy relationship with your parents so that you feel safe. Like if you can't go to your parents from for a level of comfort and safety, who can you actually go to? This is yeah. someone who's left you, who's brought you into the world, but it's that's also the hours. same person who has... Sorry, my apologies. But that's no also the same person who is now judging you and making you feel less than. So yeah. it's extremely important to be able to cultivate a relationship with your parents. But at the same time, how you are raised can can bring fear into that. You know, yeah. Yeah. you come from a very strict home. But sometimes you also have to realize that sometimes they don't even know how to speak to you about it because mm -hmm. that's how they and you have to be the one to kind of break that chain. So yeah. push the envelope, go against the status quo, test the waters just a little bit and say, you know, mom, I'm going to university and I'm speaking to a boy. 
And, you know, just small things like take it step by step. It doesn't obviously have to be like, hey, Ma, how do we correctly do anal? Because I don't even take it that far. But like if you know how to slowly introduce conversation and being able to comfortably have conversations with your parents and also sometimes come from it from a point of, um, needing advice all parents need to love to feel needed all parents yeah. love to feel like you know they've got all the answers to everything even if you've already done your research and you know what your opinion is just to be able to open up conversation say hey mom i'm being spoken to by this gentleman and i yeah. really would like to know how you dealt with it when you were in university i'm mm. feeling like a little like this or a little like that and i actually like the attention is this normal and then your mom can literally be like no you need to focus on school but when i was in university this is what i did you know yeah. so yeah. literally it's just a matter of making them feel needed and wanted and the information that you bring to them needs to kind of push the boundaries a little so that you can start to open that conversation up it doesn't have yeah. to be boom in your face throwing hardcore information but you know start to see where the gaps and that you can kind of like steadily go into a certain direction of communication yeah yeah and obviously like um romantic relationships and family relationships the dynamics are obviously different but um the vital thing is communication so do you feel as if like when it comes to like your romantic relationships right with people do you feel as if you (laughs) (laughs) i feel as if i'm able to communicate better (laughs) no 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 what i'm asking is like do you feel as if you almost have to kind of like turn yourself down or basically like um be attentive in terms of like how you engage with your partner because obviously like this is your profession right so someone your partner might feel as if okay like you know everything whatever the case may be like yeah you have to like basically keep tabs on that and be careful i do and have boundaries i do i do there's so and you know what like the more i learn the more i wish i didn't know because sometimes is bliss and i will get into um you know an engagement with a gentleman and i'll just be like i can see right through you i know exactly what you're doing i know exactly what you're saying but i also don't want to like give it away and give it off because then it comes across as arrogant it comes across as that's actually not what i was going to do but okay and you just let it unfold and but for me it's kind of like knowledge is power i do know a lot and um but i don't throw it in your face how much i know but i definitely do use that as a way of gauging as to whether this will ever work but at the same time i think that's a bit of a problem because now the there's a lack of communication on my part um i i because i realize that this is the way you think and you're a bit of a chauvinist or whatever then i would rather just keep quiet and i can move on to the next whereas Mm. with other instances you fight to learn you know you engage and experience to learn and i kind of am just like i'm not even gonna bother here i'm a 30 year old woman i don't have time for this where's the next gentleman that's not necessarily Mm. teaching the person who i who i'm engaging with but at the same time i have to now think okay do is this a journey i want to do every single relationship that i'm in do i want to be the teacher sometimes i just want someone who is not if not even if they're on my level but just again being open to engaging in a healthy manner so that i feel like you're allowing me to um if i'm feeling unwanted i need to be able to say it i need to be able to say it without your ego getting involved and without you being like uh no that's not the case blah 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 i need you to make me feel safe i need you to reassure me but i can also see when you're bullshitting me so it's just like it's a it's a double-edged sword (laughs) Um, not it's not the best way to engage or deal with things but i think that's partly why i'm also single yeah because it's very hard to find someone who who isn't trying to one-up me based on the fact that i i am a sexual wellness coach and on top of that they think that they're gonna expect fireworks if they're with me and i'm like i'm still human you know like they still a lot that I also have to learn even about myself so I'm not like this sex freak who's going to come and give you the rounds of your life if anything I probably don't 
enjoy sex that much. So, which is disappointing to a lot of people because there's been yeah. times where I'm like, maybe I'm asexual. Like, there's no way I'm okay with just not ever having sex. And that's exactly yeah. what it is. I don't mm. have to. I can engage in intimacy and we can talk and we can chat, but it isn't necessarily the physical that I'm going after. But everyone sees, oh, Lindy R., sexual wellness coach, OnlyFans content creator. She must be a freak. And it's far from it. They get disappointed Mm -hmm. or they're very pushy and all they want is sex. So it's a bit, it's a bit tricky. um, Like managing um, relationships, being with the career that I have, but uh, I'm sure God has got me at some point. (laughs) Always, always, you know, you know, you know, he's always on time. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's interesting that you touched on that because I was actually going to ask how you deal with, people kind of like fetishizing you or like having these stigmas that like, Oh, okay. Because this is your profession. Um, the sex is going to be amazing. Oh, Hey, let me slide into this girl's DMS because you know, I've got a type of like expectation from this, you know, like how do you actually deal with that mentally? Um, it, it takes a, it takes a mental, psychological emotional toll on me to con mm. to constantly be sexualized even when i'm not trying to be i yeah. mean obviously i understand when i am putting content out there for only fans the goal is for you to sexualize me the goal yeah. is for you to want to spend money on how sexy i look or how sexy i feel um but when it comes to you know, just wanting a real authentic um, engagement with someone. I never know. I never really know. Um, sometimes people yeah. push it to quite, you know, a far point where um, they're eventually like, oh, yeah, we finally got you. Let's go for dinner. And then d- once yeah. the dinner happens, it's like, okay, but aren't we going to have sex? And I'm yeah. just like, like, at least fake it a little bit, you know, at yeah, least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit. at least try and jute me into thinking that that's not all you want but mm. unfortunately that it kind of comes with the territory and I I feel like you know I, I stopped telling people that I'm a sexual wellness coach yeah even from the airport when you're writing down you're filling in forms and you're say, saying what's your career or what's your um, profession I just say wellness coach yeah. it, it's less questions it's less um less like eyes less judgment um and i really it's unfortunate that i still have to we're in a world where i have to kind of hide what i do just to um alleviate some of the pressure that comes with it but i'm yeah i've I've realized that i get sexualized a lot very often um not only by men um (laughs) by women too um and i'm seen as a threat to women and seen as a fetish to men. Yeah. So it's kind of just like, okay, let me not say anything at all. Let me just be yeah. this expensive girl who likes to talk about sex. Yeah. But the moment one person finds out, it's, oh my gosh, do you know what she does? Oh my gosh, do you know what she does? And then people have a sudden peak of interest and in like, hey, so we should yeah. chill. We should go out. And I'm just like, oh, why can't you just take me for me? Love me for me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me a chance like my personality is way more bomb than my profession i promise you so um, yeah it's not easy but again like you said god is always on time and i believe that through being authentic i will find someone who kind of aligns with the work that i do and understands the kind of work that i do but doesn't like push in a negative way they kind of help me grow um Mm, and like mm. empower me so that's literally what i'm looking for yeah, now nah, you'll find it. You'll let me know when you do, but I, I, I believe you definitely <laughs> will. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you say, like, you say, like, women see you as a threat, right? Um, do you think, like, if there is somebody out there, let's say there are genuine people out there that are trying to pursue you, right? Have you ever experienced, like, a level of intimidation? Like, do you think people are intimidated to approach you um, because of your profession? yeah let's just say like from a genuine perspective like not trying to sexualize you're not trying to do anything just you know trying to get to know you whatever the case may be like do you think people are intimidated to pursue you because of your profession definitely i think they're intimidated more so when they actually 
like see me in lives or interviews and they realize, oh, wait, no, it's not just a physical sexual, like sexual wellness coach. Like she actually has knowledge. And a lot of men don't want to yeah. feel emasculated or to made to feel small with lack of knowledge um, in comparison to me. So then they just don't bother. Um, and I've realized that only because I'll start to have a conversation with someone and they'll be like, whoa, I didn't even think you would speak to me. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why would I not speak to you? Like, no, because you have this and you think this way and you know you're so this. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm so human. Like, I have gone yeah. and I study things and I don't know everything. Again, I am not a health professional. I am yeah. literally someone who helps others change their behavior to engage yeah. in healthier ways of having sex and like, engaging. So mm. I realize a lot of people actually are just like, no, I'd rather not even bother taking the risk because if I do, then I could potentially get rejected. And they're, they're right to think so because yeah. everyone that comes into my DMs, if someone just says, hi, I am straight to the point. How may I assist you? If you would like to make a booking, please go into my website. And sometimes that's how people meet. They meet in the DMs and it's just through yeah. banter and conversation. But because mm. I've just been constantly just sexualized from the get-go, I don't even give people a chance anymore. I'm literally yeah. just like, what is it that you want from me? State what you want. I also don't do small talk in the DMs because the moment I do small talk, it's a thing of, okay, I want to take you to dinner. And then when you take me to dinner, you're just trying to have sex. So I want to meet people organically. I want to meet people in the same kinds of spaces as me. But that doesn't happen in Africa. It mm -hmm. doesn't happen. Um, like, and even though South Africa is a little bit more open and diverse, they are definitely, definitely not, um, they're still traditional. The black yeah. South African man still just wants his woman to be a certain way. And that's how all yeah. African men are too. But white men are not my preference, you know, but that's yeah. probably yeah. where I'd more grace or more understanding with regards to the type of person I am and the job that I do because they're open to thinking like that naturally without being prompted, without being, you know, um, taught to be a certain way. And yeah. kind of like, okay, maybe I need to go to Europe or the States and look for a black man that has necessarily grown up there, even though they, they won't necessarily have the, the traditional cultural, um, upbringing that a lot of Africans have so yeah. for me it's it's like yeah I understand why people would be intimidated I understand why it would be hard for people to come into my DMs um heck I wouldn't I definitely yeah. wouldn't <laughs> you look yeah. at someone and you're like I'm not trying to test that I'm not trying to you know ask certain questions and then get schooled but um it's definitely an ego thing yeah yeah and 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 what would you say like um, are the barriers to sexual wellness and having a like a well balanced sex life? Um, hmm. <laughs> I would say um, finding finding the right sexual partner that understands you. Yeah. Um, like I said, sometimes I wish I was still ignorant. Sometimes mm. I wish there was just a lot of information I didn't know. Um, and in wanting to find the right person, you have to go through the wrong person, which yeah. means I have a lot of people who I have engaged with, but they haven't been the perfect fit. So now mm. I'm just like, I can't just be going around having sex with everyone. I can't yeah. just be going around trying to get into relationships with everyone and hope that this person's going to be the right fit eventually. So I've kind of like just taken a, like a, like let's just stop. You know, yeah. um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be sexually, but I want to find someone who I can engage with from a mental point of view, where if you can challenge me and in me challenging you, you embrace that challenge, then we can work because then yeah. it means that we can grow together. But the yeah. moment you feel challenged and you're just like, nah, I'm out of here, I'm done. And I'm just like, okay, typical. So I kind of have stopped the whole casual sex or wanting to engage sexually with people and kind of yeah. just forcing the, the mental engage the mental engagement and like understanding of one another to see if sexually we would be compatible. And yeah. most of the 
me out. <laughs> Most of the time we aren't. So then it's like, okay, on to the next. But then it's still a whole bunch of guys that I'm speaking to, a whole bunch of men that I am, you know, engaging mentally with from a, you know, flirting, like almost like, you know, psychologically type of view. And I'm just like, okay. I might, I'm talking to absolutely everyone. I don't actually have that one person who I yeah. can say, yeah, it's my guy. And it gets boring. It gets so boring. It gets like tedious. And then you have a whole bunch of guys in your DMs and you're like, oh, damn it. I started this conversation. I was the one who yeah. wanted to see if you fit. But now you're here. And mm. it's like, okay, do I? And some I just give feedback. I literally am I'm, I'm really, really good at giving feedback. I will tell you exactly why i no longer want to engage i will tell you yeah. exactly why we will never have sex again yeah purely based on the fact that if i call myself an educator how am i not educating you for the next person mm, what i'm mm. telling you could potentially be helping you it could be something you absolutely have no idea about so yeah. as a result you could be doing the exact same thing to the next female so yeah. let me give you the information from my perspective just and if it's something you don't ever want to change, that's also okay. But let at least be something that you think about. Let's open up your mind to the possibility so that yeah. you can be better. Yeah. And and when do you think those type of conversations should be initiated, especially if you're starting a new relationship with regards to like, you know, what you're willing to explore, what the boundaries are, what you're comfortable with? You know, when do you think people should start um, having those kind of conversations? The earlier the better. I'm I'm quite the the shock shock factor type person. I'll yeah. ask you on the first date, have you ever done anal? You know, mm -hmm. I'm like the type of person who'll be like, let's actually get this out of the way to establish if this is ever, even going anywhere. Um, yeah. And if just questions or conversations scare you away, then you're definitely not the person who I should be engaging with anyway. But yeah. I do understand. And that sometimes it's hard to ask those certain kinds of questions. So I will always suggest that, and it's silly, but I always suggest that you do it from someone else's perspective. Hey, babe, oh my gosh, I saw someone on Twitter talking about the fact that they actually enjoy threesomes. And I was just like, it got me thinking, is that something you'd be interested in? And yeah. That's not you saying or admitting that that is something you'd like, but it's something that you're bringing to their attention and you're able to gauge from their reaction and the conversation that you have with them based on other people doing it. Because there's always less, there's always less, um, you know, people, people who don't hold back when it comes to other people. It's so easy to judge the next person. But when it yeah. comes to your partner, you don't want to say things that could potentially scare them away or make them feel some type of way. But you want the authenticity of their answer. So yeah. always give it someone else's perspective. Always just be like, oh my gosh, I, I watched this girl. Like a lot of guys ask me, how do I get my girlfriend to be engaged in this? I say, tell them you found me on Twitter and watch my YouTube channel together. Yeah. Like watch those episodes and be like, yo, 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 babe, no, I wouldn't do that. Oh my gosh, babe, would you do that? Let's try that. Yeah. And it literally just is a way to open conversation so that you can see what levels they're at. You know, you don't, you're not going to know everybody off the bat, but you're also yeah. not going to know what they will or won't do if, unless they're faced with certain, certain prospects. So yeah. if you are not, if you are not trying to just, you know, sneak it in there, it's, it can be very hard to full on come out and be like, Hey, this is what I like. Are you willing? Because yeah. some they might not be willing at the beginning but with research and engagement and maybe watching porn together that might be something that could potentially change their mind it might be something that they yeah. didn't know that even liked or were interested in but it yeah. always takes a way of being smart in how you um approach the situation so i always tell people like sneak it in there use someone else or which is a really really bad way of doing it what i used to do is i used to like drink and pretend to be drunk and then be like, oh my gosh, I want to try this. Da, 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 da. And then the next day when it's feedback time, they'll be like, do you know what you were doing yesterday? I'll be like, no, yeah. what? Why? What was I doing? <laughs> and like, yeah. oh my gosh, it was so nice. I did, I did it when you like, I like when you did this. And, da, da, da. and you don't have to ever admit that you weren't drunk, but at yeah. least you have the information as to whether they liked it. And they also kind of just blame it on the alcohol. Yeah. So <laughs> it is something that they didn't like. They'll just be like, hi, baby, don't do that one again. And you'll be like, yeah. oh, my gosh, sorry, I was obviously so drunk. And you yeah. leave it at that. 
So mm. yeah, I have I have a few tricks. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's smart. That's smart. Um, and and like anything in life, obviously, like with anything, if you want anything to work, obviously you have to put in the effort, right? Um, do you think as a society we need to be more realistic? in terms of our effort towards like having a well-balanced sexual life with our partners. Because I yeah. feel like that's something that people don't think about like often, you know, at all. They don't think about it at all. Sex is just a, you know, it's unfortunate that sex has been dumbed down to a procreation or pleasure for the man and not yeah. necessarily like how much ki- and the kinds of pleasure you can have in- and for the woman too. But I think besides being realistic, we have to be intentional. Yeah. And with intentionality comes a lot of self-awareness. Um, and that requires you knowing exactly what it is that you like, you knowing exactly what it is that you want to do, um, um, and being able to communicate it. I have my workshop coming up on the 27th, and that is literally what it's about. It yeah. is about being able to identify your pleasure your pleasure processes and being able to communicate them accordingly to your partner or to whoever you're engaging with so that you can reach your full maximum potential in terms of pleasure and so that you are engaging with the right kinds of people who can help you reach that. So I think we have to be intentional and understand that sex is not just physical. It is definitely psychological. It definitely requires a lot more work than just you know, wearing a condom and putting it in. It, mm. It's about understanding. It's about communication. And if you are able to establish how to have a healthy sex life, I can almost guarantee that other areas of your life are also successful because yeah. sex is not a hard, it's not an easy topic to, to just deal with. You mm. know, the communication, if you can communicate in the bedroom, best believe you're able to communicate with your boss and say, I actually didn't like the way in which you did that because one, two, three, four, without yeah. necessarily coming across as rude or, you know, disobedient or whatever it may be. So all the different ways and tools that you guard, guard yourself with from a sexual perspective can definitely be used in other areas of your life. And as a result, yeah. we have more intentional in wanting to get that information in wanting mm-hmm. to learn more about ourselves so that we are healthier holistically not yeah. just sexually. yeah and do you find that um ineffective communication um when it comes to sex in relationships um reflects in other areas of relationships as well in a neg from a Definitely. negative perspective Definitely, 100%. If you can't tell your partner who you are your most vulnerable and intimate with, the things that you like and do not like, chances are you can't tell someone of authority. Chances mm. are you can't tell someone who you believe has more power over you or, or um, you know, more knowledge over you. So yeah. it definitely affects the way you communicate. And like I said, I would I'd like to believe that communicating sexually from a sexual perspective is one of the hardest ways of communicating. Yeah. It's definitely one of the toughest ways. So if you can master that, you can apply those skills and those tools to other ways and other um, forms of communication with different people. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's interesting. And just to close off, I just like to touch on um, pornography for a second. So obviously nowadays, like pornography is like very easily accessible. I mean, you can just go on Twitter, even, you know, it's very easily accessible. Mm -hmm. It's out there. Um, it's not hard to find, you know? So do you think with it being like, with it being so easily accessible, do you think that's desensitizing us to sex? And do you think it's going to make these conversations harder to have, like going forward in the future? The more accessible, the more accessible it is, do you think? Um, Not necessarily, but I do think it's contributing towards um, the sexual abuse that people are experiencing mm. purely based on the fact that you, you feel that it's so accessible. So as a result, you just want to take it yeah. um, and you're not necessarily going the route of wanting to work for it or to kind of like, you know, um, pr- uh, court someone into actually wanting to have sex with you. Yeah. So I think, you know, watching a lot of porn and the different types of porn that there is, is definitely making people um, want access to it more, if, if anything. Not necessarily yeah. 
that desensitizing it, just wanting access to it more and wanting different types of sex more. Um, because, and that's why you'll find, you know, men who will be in relationships and will have a certain type of sex with their wives or their girlfriends, but the moment they're cheating, their fantasy selves are coming out. And you're just like, but you can actually engage with your partner in this way. But because yeah. you are watching porn and porn, there's also a lot of shame attached to the certain kinds of porn that you're researching. Naturally, yeah. you're not going to want to inflict that on your partner. So you're going to look for the next girl. You're going to find the girl at the club. And that's the person who you're going to be like, hey, I want to do anal. Or hey, I want to you know, double penetrate. Or whatever it is. And mm. that's where you'll start to test the waters more. But it's still around a taboo. It's still around a stigma. So I think porn hasn't necessarily desensitized us. It's just made us want access to it and more different types, people mm. wanting more. Even women, you know, we, we – I think maybe for women it's slightly desensitized you because a lot of women who I deal with are so focused on masturbation. It's like they don't mm. even want to give me the opportunity anymore. Like, ah, yeah. you're probably never going to get me there anyway. So I'm just going to go and search for my porn and play with my toy. And that's where I'm going to get my satisfaction. So maybe yeah. it's, it's eradicated the whole um, two, two people, two parties involved in order for you to reach that pleasure. But yeah. I don't think it's desensitized us to, to wanting sex at all. Yeah. Okay. Now, Lindy, um, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Um, I actually learned quite a bit, actually. Um, yeah, it was a really interesting conversation. And just before you go, um, can you just tell the listeners where they can find you, like on social media? You, you spoke about your workshop as well. Is there anything else that you have lined up that the listeners, you know, need to know about? Okay, so um, I have my workshop, yes, on the 27th of June. I'm not sure when this podcast will come out. But yeah. um People can generally reach me um, on my website, lindyr.org.za, or all social media platforms, which is lindy underscore r. Okay. And um, I have, I do retreats. What I what I realized is that people want to learn about sex in fun ways. They want to, you know, um, engage in interesting and creative ways of learning and understanding themselves. Because yeah. if they didn't, then they would easily just go on the internet and get that information. Yeah. But they actually want fun ways to engage in it. So I do workshops. I do retreats. Um, I do couples retreats. I do um, individuals retreats where you're just kind of wanting to find yourself as well. And yeah. um, as a result, like I've had a lot more people um, wanting me to do like parties and bridal showers and, you know, um, girls night and birthday parties and all of that so yeah. i feel like if people are willing to you know just kind of get that kind of information then i'm definitely your go-to girl but i also just do the serious stuff where if you really really need help from a sexual perspective yeah. you know where to find me so yeah, yeah that's 